Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. It's one thing to win a trade. It's another to be consistently profitable. Each time on The Winning Trade, we take a look at successful option strategies that take advantage of the current market conditions through the passage of time. For those serious about becoming successful, consistently profitable options traders, now is the time to build skills in technical analysis, market analysis, and applied volatility to get those results. We have multiple memberships, starting with our Go membership that teaches rules-based trading and our Pro membership that teaches more subjective trading. For more information, go to lockinyoursuccess.com slash memberships. thing you want to ask yourself when you do a trade debrief, and for those of you who don't know, trade debrief is basically a trade review of what happened. You want to review all trades, whether they win or whether they lose. And you want to ask yourself, how did I perform in relation to my trading plan? Did I do what I said I was going to do? Realize that the question, did I do what I said I was going to do, is perhaps the most important thing that you can do when you're trading. And this is because when you don't do what you said you were going to do, you break integrity with yourself, meaning to your unconscious mind, right? So we have a, our, the conscious part of our mind, your unconscious part of your mind. To your unconscious, when you break integrity with yourself, it means I can't trust myself. And when you can't trust yourself, especially as it, as it relates to risk, your unconscious will justifiably create feelings of uncertainty, anxiety, and fear, right? This has nothing to do with losing a trade or the loss from a trade. And a lot of people's anxiety and fear is doesn't revolve around losing the trade. It actually revolves around the fact they don't trust themselves to do what they say they're going to do and not experience a very large risk that they weren't necessarily planning to do. So when that happens, when you feel uncertain, when you feel anxious and fearful, what's the result of that? Well, you make decisions out of desperation. You go from, uh, basically you go on a quest, okay? So you feel this anxiousness and this uncertainty and this fearfulness and your body wants to get rid of that, wants to get rid of that anxiousness. How does it do it? Well, it does it with certainty. So you go on a quest for trades and indicators that are certain to win. You seek out things such as form-fitted back tests, Right or proof that that someone else had good past results, and then you proceed to use that evidence, or or you use it as evidence to be certain that you're going to win in the future, either by non-subjectively following these rules that were formed in the past, or by following someone else's trades by some sort of a trade alert or some such thing. Right. This is why we have the impulse to do that because we're creating this fantasy that you can be certain you're going to win in the future based off of these things, which is completely not true. Right? But we do it for the purpose of relieving fear and anxiety created through the lack of, created by lack of trust in yourself, never realizing that even if you found this magical strategy that wins all the time, you're not going to follow the trade, the rules of the trade alerts anyway, because the root cause of your problem, the problem that got you there in the first place, the problem for the fear and uncertainty is what? It's the problem you're not doing what you said you're going to do, meaning regardless of how wonderful these rules are, regardless of how wonderful a trader you happen to be following, you're not going to get the same results because when the pressure turns on, you're not going to follow them anyway. 
I've seen this happen time and time again with, uh, with people. And I think we can all agree, right, that the decisions we make under conditions of, des- of desperation, they're generally poor decisions. And I think we could also agree that if traders continually to make poor, c- continually make poor decisions, what happens? They lose money. Another interesting thought revolving around uh, following plans is that most traders, even if they have a plan and they tell themselves they're going to follow it and they try to follow it, they never actually check back to verify that they actually follow the plan, especially if they won the trade. Right, most traders, if they lose a trade, a lot of times they might go back and evaluate some things. But if they win the trade, oh my goodness, I must have done everything right, and and they don't bother to go back to evaluate it. What'll happen is they'll, but what'll actually happen during most trades, and you'll see this a lot when you actually do trade debriefs, is they'll trade the trade, and they'll violate the rules multiple times, and when the trade is over, they forget they violated the rules, and they make a judgment on the plan or the trade solely based on a result. And they'll use that misinformation to make future decisions about the trade uh, plan or the trade uh, or whatever, which is ridiculous when you think about it. It's ridiculous on multiple levels. Now, I have an example of this. And one of the more extreme examples that I had, we had a, a, a student who uh, decided he wanted to trade the Rhino trade, which is fine. But you know, he traded that trade and he got himself into, he was trading small, right? Because he's in the test phase, um, right? Test scale up, lose, scale down, right? That's the typical phase of a trader, which is bad, by the way. Um, but he's in the test phase of the strategy and he's trading the strategy and he gets in this situation where he, um, the trade's near maximum loss and the market's gone down a whole bunch and it looks really bad, right? So what does he do? He doesn't follow the rules. He doesn't want to lose the trade. He ends up cranking up his position size and taking on more downside risk. Again, subjectively, that's fine if you if if, you, if that's the way you want to trade. But what ended up happening is the market bounced. The trade came out of drawdown, ended up winning a large amount of money. And again, which is fine. What wasn't fine was he didn't ask himself the question, is did I follow my plan? Because he kind of forgot about all that stuff that happened. And the result of that was him going out and going over the internet and telling everybody how wonderful, absolutely wonderful the Rhino trade is. When the reality is the result that he had had absolutely nothing to do with the Rhino trade. But to him, that's reality, right? He, that's, that's reality. So what's he do? He gets a huge amount, a huge confidence boost from the result. Next thing you know, he's trying the next trade is multiple times bigger which would happen to also be a winner. It was an easy trade, which often happens after hard trades. And then the following trade, he increased size even more. And wouldn't you know it, the same situation comes into play. Only now he's, I don't know, he's probably 10, 15, 20 times the size he was two months ago, right? So the same situation comes into play. Well, he breaks plan again, takes on, increases position size, takes on more downside risk. Well, this time the opposite thing happens. Gets a big down move. Well, now the pain eventually gets so so bad, right? And you know the other thing is confidence level is so high that he doesn't even want to get out at max loss. So he even pulls, you know, even pushes that number. Um, but the trade, the market just keeps going the wrong direction. So at some point, you get so much pain, you exit the trade. You your fallout happens. You look at your account. You've lost three years worth of income from trading in this one trade, and now the Rhino trade sucks. 
worst trade ever. I can't understand how anybody would trade that. Again, didn't go back and ask the question, did I follow my plan? Now, the reality is if you follow the rules, I don't know if we would have won or lost in the first trade, but the loss would have been reasonable and the win probably would have been small if he was in trouble, right? Trades recover, it gets back to break even, you're doing pretty good. The second trade, the same thing. You you might have had um, a win, you might have had a loss, but it would have been normal losses associated or normal wins associated with that particular strategy. But because he wasn't asking this question, and he wasn't fully aware that, hey, I broke the rules. That's the only reason this thing made money. He decided, you know, all his faith goes in the strategy. And you get that he gets that confidence, that false confidence boost that, hey, this is going to work out in the future. Hey, this thing's invincible, right? Um, and then, you know, you run into that whole that situation. So the number one thing to do before you make an evaluation of the plan is to make sure you actually follow the plan. Now, after you've evaluated your performance, your performance valuation, your performance evaluation, in other words, you as a trader, your performance evaluation as a trader always should be based on how well you follow the plan. Once you make the evaluation of how well you follow the plan, then you can go on and evaluate the plan itself. Now you'll notice, or you'll want to notice when we talk about this topic, when I talk about following the plan, I'm what we call associated. I'm in the feeling, seeing things from my own eyes. I'm associated, I'm involved with it. I'm associated to how well I follow my plan. In other words, how well I follow my plan, I see that as a reflection on me personally. I follow my plan, I created with integrity, I did a good thing, right? I've succeeded. You'll also notice though, that I'm disassociated as we go forward, I'm disassociated from both the effectiveness of the plan and from the result of the trade. This is because following through with the plan is a contract that I make with myself. Therefore, it's related to my integrity, it's, inter it's related to my self-worth. However, the plan itself is simply a tool that I'm in the process of learning how to use effectively, a tool that I can change and a tool that I can discard at any time, right? It's no different than if I was, uh, you know, no different than if I failed to take out a Phillips head screw with a flathead screwdriver, right? Flathead screwdrivers, you know, sometimes they'll work on a Phillips head screw, screw, but sometimes generally they won't, right? If that happened, I wouldn't come to the conclusion that I was a failure and that I was no good. I'd simply try another tool. It has nothing to do with me personally. And that's the way that you need, kind of need to look at your trading plans. They're, they're changeable. They're tools that you use, that you apply to certain situations. They have nothing to do with you personally. And therefore, the result of that plan has nothing to do with you personally. The important part is you learn something from it and then you got better next time. So if we get back to the plan, when we evaluate the quality of our plan, we do this by asking questions such as, you know, was the entry and the initial adjustment plan that I wrote out appropriate, given the information I had at the time. It's not fair to yourself to judge whether the entry, well, it's not fair to the plan either, by the way, to judge whether the entry was appropriate after new information comes into the marketplace that changed the initial information you had when you started. It's kind of like me on a market outlook. We have a certain amount of information when we do the market outlook. New information's got to come into the marketplace. I can't judge myself if I if I make a call on the market and it turns out to be completely wrong. 
I can't judge myself based on the fact that new information come into the marketplace to change things. I need to judge that call if I if I if I want to be good at managing the market or you know um, gauging probabilities of market price movement. I have to be aware that um, I made the best decision with what I had at the time. And you want to do that same thing with your trading. But ask yourself, given the information I had at the time, was my initial entry and my adjustment plan appropriate for that? If it was, wonderful. You did the best you could, right? You, 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 you interpreted the information you had properly at the time, regardless of what the, what the result was. And, and if not, it's still wonderful because now you learn that there's something you missed. You learn how you could have, how you could analyze the market better next time so that you can make the corrections for the next trade. It's really a win-win. The next question that I like to, to talk about is, did my entry adjustment and exit plan appropriately manage risk? Interesting thing about trading is you can go on trading and you can take on completely stupid risk, amount of risk, and you can win. And you can take and you and you could also be completely responsible risk with your risk and you can lose sometimes even more than what you're expecting to to lose. The important part is is when you analyze your trade is that you take a look at how much risk was I taking with this move, how much risk was I taking with that move, what would have happened if it went the other way, and you want to make sure that risk is always appropriately managed. Um, another one is did my adjustment and exit plan make sense from a technical standpoint? Was the plan complete? You know, when we start making plans, we're going to find that a lot of times our plans are very incomplete because things are going to happen in the marketplace and we're not going to know what to do. If you don't know what to do, your plan is incomplete. Now, that doesn't mean your plan has to be strict and bound your hands. Your plan can be as simple as I'm going to enter a call, I'm going to exit here, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, you know, exit there, right? There, it doesn't need to, your plan doesn't need to constrain you. You can have you can have subjectivity and variability within your plan, but you, but in the process, you should also have hard guidelines. It's just like you know your kids, for example, right? If you have kids, you want to have that. You, you want to have very defined lines that they don't cross. But in between those lines, you want to allow a lot of flexibility because if you're on them all the time, right? They're just not going to listen to any of your rules. And a lot of times, if you're on them all the time, you're being really unreasonable. But you do want to have very firm. So it's the same way with your trading plans. Um, you know, if you're if you're new and you're a rule based trader and you want strict guidelines, that's great. But you also, you know, once you're su you're subjective, you want to give yourself some flexibility within those guidelines, within the context of some very hard defined stop points. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, another question: Were there things that happened? that the plan did not anticipate? Usually the answer is going to be yes, especially when you start doing this. So that's normal. Um, the other thing is if your plan B was activated, if your plan C was activated, were they appropriate, right? So you, you again, you laid out these expectations on the start of your trade. Were What were my plan B and plan C appropriate for when that new information actually came into the marketplace? Did the trade go as expected given the market action that actually played out, right? Um, and by go as expected, I don't mean win-loss. I mean expectations on your profit and loss variation during the trade at different points in the trade, expectations on what delta uh, you had, right? So when you enter the trade, when you make your plan, you should have expectations of what your profit and loss should be with any given price movement. You should have expectations on what your delta is, 
going to be at any given point. You should have expectations on what your risk levels are at various points in the trade. And you want to match those expectations with what actually happened. Why? So that you can get better at making expectations the next time, right? This is just something that continually approves. The next thing you know, you can literally look at the chart and you can tell what trades do what, which is what some people see me do with some of our advanced programs. All right. So ask yourself, did each component of the trade and each technique behave as I expected? If they did, great. If not, you learned something, great. Change your expectations going forward. You want to document the, item, the items, the deficiencies, as well as where the plan excelled, and then you use that information to improve next time. Realize that a plan, if you make a plan and you follow it, okay, this process, make a plan, follow it. If you do that, even the crappiest, most incomplete plan that you can think of, even if that plan is crap. If you follow that plan consistently, fairly about if you follow that plan, right, and you fairly evaluate the plan after the trade and then improve the plan every time that you do it, right? So we have a crappy plan, we do the trade, we evaluate the plan. Oh, that plan's got this problem, that problem, the other problem. I improve the plan. I do it again, but it's still a crappy plan, but a little bit better, right? And you do that, you do that, you do that. You're going to be miles ahead of the guy that's tweaking strategies based on past data and recent results, hoping to find the holy grail, All right? That's the way you get better at trading. So, you know, if I was going to just really summarize the learning process, I'd say learn rule-based trades, not for the purpose of finding the holy grail, which is what most people are doing. I got to make money now. I got to find the holy grail. I got to find the trade that wins all the time. You don't want to do it for that purpose. You want to do it for the purpose of understanding. Uh, critical, something that's critical is you want to learn to have integrity with yourself so that you can trust yourself. So your unconscious will trust that you're going to do what you're, you're, you say you're going to do, and your unconscious will trust that you're going to, you're not going to let yourself get into too much trouble. If you do that effectively, that will virtually eliminate fear and, and anxiety. I mean, look, if you're, uh, you know, even if you lose trades, if that loss is a responsible loss, right? Whether that be with position size or uh, or whatever, there's nothing to be afraid of. If you trust you're going to get out, you don't trust your, you don't trust yourself because of what I've seen a lot of people do. They get into a bull trade, they hit their stop loss at you know twenty five hundred dollars down, and then they decide, well, well, I can't get out of the trade. They stay in the trade, they end up losing the whole twenty seven thousand dollars. If you're trading like that. You shouldn't trust yourself, right? They're not they're not following the plan. That's the problem. And now going into the future, now that damage has been done, now it's gonna take a lot for that person to trust himself. A lot of following plans and doing what he says it's gonna do. That's how you build trust, right? Remember, and remember, trust can be, you know, takes a while to build up, but it can be lost in one instant. So you want to be very careful with that. All right. Anyway, um, Back to the trading here. Step one, understanding the trades, how they interact with the market. Step two, gaining integrity and trust with yourself. Step three is going to be gain, uh, uh, gaining an understanding of the market itself, right? So understand the trades, how they interact with the marketplace. We do that by trading rule-based strategies by the guidelines, uh, gaining integrity with yourself. You gain that by following a plan, doing what you say you're going to do, trading the appropriate size. Uh, step three is going to be uh, gaining an understanding of the marketplace itself, right? How does the market move and so forth? Um, when you're 
when you're trying to gain an understanding of the marketplace, you're going to want to work on understanding the market from the context of curiosity and playfulness, right? What does that mean? That means it's best to learn how to read the market without using that information to make trading decisions. Best to use that information or learn to use that information when you're not making trading decisions. When you start having, when you start trying to learn the market and you're, and you're, and you're doing it in the context that you have to be right or it's a problem, then that's going to cancel out any learning that you're doing. You're much better off to do it from curiosity. I believe the market's going to do this. And if the market does that, wonderful. It did what I thought it was going to do. The market doesn't do that. Oh, well, no big deal, right? I didn't have the $100,000 leaning on the fact the market had to go up. Um, that's going to kill your learning until until you get to a certain point. At some point, you're going to have to you, you you're going to want to bring in and start using it for the trades. But at first, um, at least until you get a pretty good understanding, you really don't want to go out and you know you be using those decisions. And that's part of the problem with probably when you started trading, when you started directional trading, you got some sort of an indicator or something, and that indicator is going to work you know fifty to seventy percent of the time, most of the time. Um, and then you're, you know, you have money on the line when you're trying to learn how to use the indicator or the probabilities of this indicator working out. And, you know, you're too fo- so focused on the trade that you're not learning anything in the marketplace and, uh, and back and forth. Okay. You want to get rid of that. You want to learn, just focus on one thing at a time and you'll be fine. Then once you get a good understanding, then go to, then, then right after you thoroughly understand the market and you will thoroughly understand the trades and how they interact with each other, then and only then should you really start applying the information of the market to start making your subjective plans. Um, regarding your subjective plans, your first subjective plan is very likely to suck. And that's okay. Um, you know, you're going to make this plan up. Things are going to happen that you didn't expect to happen. That's normal. But realize, again, no matter how crappy the plan may be, you should do one of two things. You should either follow the plan or uh, something that actually should be in a good plan, but may not be in your plan if it's a crappy plan, is uh, number two, you should have the contingency that you exit the trade if you realize you're in a crappy plan. Okay? So you have a plan. I realize the plan is so bad that I really shouldn't be in the trade. Maybe the plan takes on too much risk. This thing I didn't think of. I just exit the trade. I go in. I take that new information. I I apply it into my new plan and then I try again. Okay. Um, the whole point of that is regardless of how good or bad your plan is, you want to keep integrity with yourself. You want to follow your plan. Then after the trade is over, you check to make sure you either follow the plan or you exit it when you came to the realization that your plan was uh, had this major flaw. In it. Okay. Either way, evaluate the plan, make improvements, try again. If you do it consistently, no matter where you start, you're going to master trading. It's really as simple as that. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our Trading Performance and Pro Memberships where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.